Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the Williams Wire. Normally we post on Mondays. This one's coming out on a Wednesday. Uh, just had some things we needed to get uh, settled before we were able to come back on and do a podcast. And we're excited to be talking to you guys. To my right is Mr. Kyle Hubner, and to my left, we, we got a new member of the squad. Uh, we're sorry that Nathan Simcoe could not be here tonight. Uh, he, he had to work. He had to work. Um, We've all got to work. Uh, sadly. You know, sadly. <laughs> it's awful. Um, but, uh, you know, here we are. We're getting ready to go. And I want to introduce you to this man right here, Mr. Caden Crowder. Uh, it's, it's been a long time coming getting you yeah, on the pod. I've been waiting. I've been asking and asking and never got put on. <laughs> so so here we are. Caden uh, has been brought on as our new tech guy. Um, he's going to be doing some of the technical stuff for us. But we thought we'd bring him onto this side of the camera because he helped set up these beautiful shelves beautiful. that you see behind us. So, uh, Caden, do you want to you wanna tell the story about all we had to do just, to get these shelves? Just hand it to me. Yep. We had to move wedding pictures that had layers of dust on them. They'd been out there for 10 years with stuff on top of them. <laughs> Not to mention the process of moving a shelf with fake wheels down a flight of steps and almost falling onto Camp Fry. It was an experience that I would <laughs> I wouldn't wish to share with anybody else except Seth Coons and Camp Fry. It was simply wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I thought the wheels actually worked. I was not here for that. It's awful. Yeah. Uh, Kyle wasn't here, uh, but no, we literally unloaded a bunch of stuff. It's all sitting in <laughs> where where we used to do the podcast. It's sitting on that desk. And uh, no, we, we literally, I tried to push it and I go, guys, I don't, I don't think these wheels work. And, and Caden was like, of course, of course the wheels work. I mean, why would they put on the wheels if they don't work? So he's like trying to move it and like it is rubbing the floor rather nice. So uh, not, not a great time. So then we had to pick up the shelves and carry them. And, and then we eventually got them set up. Uh, here you can see the finished product of the uh, Sangamo helmet project. Once again, we thank all the Sangamo coaches for sending us those helmets. But guys, I think it's time to get right into this week's episode. We are going to start with some volleyball this week. Volleyball team, great starter. They, they got off to a hot start 3-0 and to start the season, picking up some key wins against Bloomington Central Catholic and St. T. I mean... Let's let's just review those, those two games. Private schools. Two two private schools that I mean we, but I mean that that's impressive. Definitely a statement win against Bloomington Central Catholic, like we talked about uh, in last week's episode. Bloomington Central Catholic. That's uh, Courtney Beard's first game as a head coach. You know, a uh, very experienced team in Bloomington Central Catholic comes over to Williamsville, beats the Bullets. So that's a big redemption game. Uh, what do you make of that win, Hubie? Oh, that's big. That that's you know, like I said, a private school. So that's always big to beat the private schools and for Beard to come out and get a revenge game. And uh, that's that's big time, you know. I, I thought, you know, everyone played well. You know, obviously you're nervous. So for them to come out and beat Bloomington Central Catholic, obviously a good experienced volleyball team with good coaching and everything, that's big time win for them start the season. And, you know, I think that win goes a long way, especially in giving them confidence for that St. Teresa game because of St. T., a uh, great volleyball team, very established. You know, I mean, you, you always hear about that St. T team being towards the uh, top of the ranks. And then they win that game. And, I mean, I, th I think that that just gave this team a whole lot of confidence. 
they do lose uh, last night's game at a home against Rochester. And, you know, Rochester really Rochester was really good. I mean, they, they were impressive uh, the entire night. You know, I think uh, Rochester came out early in that one. Uh, they played really well, got got a lot of points up on the board. and uh, But, you know, I think that second set went a lot better for the Williamsville Bullets. It was good to see the Bullets, you know. Even though they don't win that second set, I think there's a lot of stuff that they can build on from that second yeah. set because – I mean, Rochester, a team, you know, they're near the top of the CS8 every year. They're playing with U-High and all those other great volleyball programs in the CS8. So, you know, not not the result that the Lady Bullets wanted that night, but I think that that's a, that's a good game to, you know, show them what they can work on, but also some positives in that game uh, that we mentioned. All right, next three games for the Williamsville Bullets. On Thursday night, they play Carlinville at home. On Tuesday, they are in Staunton. And then next Thursday, they play Glenwood away. So uh, th- that is according to Max Preps. Um, so a couple a couple big games there. Uh, you know, Carlinville originally supposed to, we're filming this on a Tuesday night, originally supposed to be away. Uh, that game gets moved to home. So that's that's good, you know. That trip to Carlinville uh, get, gets a, gets a little long. Uh, team that plays out of the South Central, so you know they're playing with Vandalia, North Mac. Yeah, ju- just kind of a trip over to Carlinville, but they get to avoid that trip. They get to uh, stay home. Uh, I think that could be a great game for the Williamsville Bullets, especially um, coming off that Rochester game. I think that's going to be a good rebound game for the Bullets. Uh, then up next, they got Staunton, and Staunton's always a solid team yeah. uh, they they play in Staunton uh, I think I think you know that that's going to be a it, it's going to be a good one you know all these all these out of conference schools that we pick up they're they're solid yeah. uh, you know it's 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 a game that tough schedule tough schedule uh, you see these teams and just just a lot of good uh, competition for the Williamsville Lady Bullets so I think that Staunton game is going to be a good game uh, for the Williamsville yeah. Bullets uh, I think that senior leadership of uh, Brooklyn Holdner, especially uh, Brooklyn Holdner, Claire Larkin. You know, there's some great leaders on that floor. Nora Boggs, and then uh, you know that junior uh, class. They're yeah, kinda young. they are kind of young. They, they they've got the senior leadership uh, though this oh, year, yeah, uh, sure. definitely on that floor. Um, and then you know you got uh, Paige Wendling, Hope Keenan, Riley Holiday. She's an impressive sophomore. Yeah, she's got voted young. to the 2022. Uh, AVCA watch list so uh, congratulations to her for that so definitely a lot of good players on this roster I think that this is going to be a very fun year and I think these next three games can be some big games I think it's going to be fun to watch this team play uh, especially that CSA opponent uh, next Thursday the 8th uh, when they travel That's to Clint. Yes, yes. Staunton, hey, Staunton's a haul too. Staunton is a haul. That's like an hour. It is. Hour-ish. Yeah. Staunton, Staunton's a good trip. Uh, Car- Carlinville at home, then to Staunton, then to Glenwood. But uh, at this time, we will take our time to move over to the soccer side of things. But first, a quick word from our sponsor, Law Automotive. Uh, the folks at Law Automotive have been great supporters of the Williamsville Wire, especially our live broadcast that we do in the spring. So, you know, if you ever need any help, uh, any tr- troubles with your car, head on over to 1817 West Jefferson Street, Springfield, Illinois, and uh, talk to the team at Law Automotive. Uh, 
just great team, great supporters of Bullet Athletics and the Williamsville Wire. So now we move over to the soccer side of things. Um, Cam Fry, uh, he's been doing a great job leading that team, uh, especially with goal scoring. Pick, picks, up, picks up the hat trick against the, against the Pleasant Plains Cardinals. Didn't he score four? Yeah. He's, it was amazing. He's nuts. Every time he's like, hey. th- what's crazy is when he scores, he scored in three of the four games. Mm-hmm. When he scores, the lowest amount of goals that he's had this season, three. I mean, other people have been scoring though. I've other people that, have like, been scoring uh, for Kyron sure. Kyron Burke scored a goal. Uh, Jacob Park scored multiple. So people are scoring. Yeah, they're definitely trying to spread that ball around. Uh, you have to. I mean, when, when Cam Fry's that good, people. I mean, people are gonna try to put their best guys on them, multiple guys mm-hmm. on them. So you have to spread the spread the wealth and get other people into the game and get people, other people, you know, scoring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, that that's something that we checked on uh, last last year. That's what we said had to change for this bullet mm-hmm. team this year. Uh, bullets 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 played great last soccer season, and they're playing great again this soccer season. So definitely fun to watch that team. Only a loss on the year comes to the CSA opponent in Rochester. Uh, so to, a, a two zero game, and uh, you know. I was talking to Cam Fry about the game, and uh, you know, Cam Fry is the first guy to say, "Well, you know, I could have done this better. I could have done that better." And uh, you know, he's he, he's not trying to pass blame to anyone else. And I think that that's definitely when you, what you want to see, especially from a senior captain. So it's it's really impressive to watch him play. It's it's also impressive to watch him lead yeah. on the field. And you know, even, like like I said, even when things don't go his way, he's not he's not trying to pass the buck there. He's He's the first to say, well, uh, you know, com- coming down the stretch uh, of that first half, I had a chance to tie things up, and, you know, I just I just couldn't get it in the back of the net. So, uh, he, so, so he definitely knows that there are things that he still can improve on. He's, he's not getting complacent. He's and, not perfect. Yeah, he, he's not perfect, he, and, and he, he knows that. Everybody, you know, everybody has their flaws, but he definitely works hard at it. He's definitely working to uh, limit those flaws. So it's, it's, it's really fun to watch him on the uh, soccer field as we are going to take a look at the Williamsville Bullets upcoming games and uh, some of their past games. So three and one record for the Williamsville Bullets. They get that Lincoln win seven to one and then they beat uh, University High uh, out of Urbana six to one. They do have that loss to Rochester two to zero. And then they beat that Pleasant Plains uh, Cardinal team three zero. Their next game up it's going to be today when you're watching this. Uh, this episode comes out on Wednesday, uh, the 31st. They take on Argenta Oriana uh, as part of, that, part of the uh, Four Corners uh, classic that they're in. And then on Thursday, the 1st, against SHG. So a couple, a couple big games coming up for uh, the Williamsville Bullets soccer team. I mean, you, you, you want to talk about two names in Central Illinois soccer that are going to be meeting each other on the pitch come Thursday. It's going to be uh, Cam Fry versus Kyle Ward. Feels like, you know, they, they've had a great... Two, hold, two, two great soccer, <laughs> soccer player. Feels like they've had a hold on the area for for a while now. Um, but uh, I, I think that's going to be a fun matchup. Of course, Williamsville has to take care of business against our general Oriana. Um, but I think it's going to be a good, good, 
good rest of the week for right. the Williamsville Bullets. Where and, are those uh, games at? Uh, they're both in Williamsville. Oh, they are? Yep. On Paul uh, Jenkins Field? I think so. I think they're both on the turf at Paul Jenkins Field, which, man, that video board started going up out there. Oh, I mean, that it's, it's impressive. It looks big now, and there's still, like, a lot to go. There is still like three panels to go up. Yeah. 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 Still got three panels to go up. You know, uh, me and Caden, we were actually out there today. We were shooting some video for a project that we're working on for that new field opening on a Friday night, which man, huge. Yeah. Oh man. I'm, I Friday couldn't come fast enough. Friday. Yeah. It just can't. I'm fired up for uh Friday. So, but, but first we, we got to get, um, we, we've got some soccer. We've got some volleyball. It's mm-hmm. it's it's not an empty week in Williamsville mm-hmm. for sure. I think and it's not all football either. It's not all football. There's there's a lot going on and a lot for these a lot to get excited about. Fall sports this year. Fall sports this year has been solid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, how many fall sports are there? Four, five, four. So we got boys and girls golf, boys and girls cross country, uh, yeah. soccer, football. Soccer, football, volleyball. volleyball. So seven. And seven I think they're all solid. Right they're, they're all, all really solid good. this we year. Don't, we don't have a, a bad team at Williamsville this year. No. Not no. one. A lot, of, a lot of great talent across the board in Williamsville this year. Definitely been fun to, been fun to watch that first week. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very excited for these next couple weeks. Of course, in two weeks, we've got that homecoming special coming out. Uh, very exciting times, but... Uh, we, we got a little off there, so back over to um, back over to soccer. Uh, ju- just another, I, I think that if if Williamsville gets the win against our Oriana, and then they get the win against SHG, they've they've got all that momentum headed into Saturday, uh, which I I think that this is going to be a really fun soccer season. I'm really fired up for these two matchups. Uh, you know, back-to-back days, especially with that uh, kind of competition, we'll really see what this soccer team is made of, and, and, I, and I think that they're going to handle it just fine. But that brings us to the end of uh, this soccer uh, segment, and it means that it is time for another uh, word from one of our sponsors. This sponsor is going to be Carter Bros. Uh, Carter Bros. Lumber in Sherman, uh, they've been supporting the area for a long time, and as long as they've been in the area, they've been supporting Williamsville Bullet Athletics. So if you ever uh, need anything lumber or hardware related, make sure you head over to Two Carter Lane in Springfield, Illinois, uh, to get all those needs taken care of. Uh, they've been a great team to work with. We've got uh, we've got an audio mixer and headset sitting upstairs that they provided us for the season. So we're really excited to be partnered with them. Uh, just some great people over there and. You know, you want to bring great people into the business. Um, we have. We, we have. We've brought great people into this business, whether it be working with us uh, on the camera, on the tech side, on the uh, podcast side of things. It's 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 just been a lot of fun to uh, really grow uh, at these businesses. But, you know, Carter Bros, they, they were one of the first people to really reach out to us and said, hey, we've been supporting Williamsville Athletics, and we think that you guys have – a pretty solid brand for yourself so we definitely want to help you uh i i thank uh, jeff carter for all his help so once again carter bros thank you for all the support uh the audio mixer the headsets uh head over to two carter lane springfield uh pay those guys a visit um but that is going to do it for our time with kyle hubner this week so we say farewell to him we are excited to see you on the turf on friday night my friend as we I'm get excited. 
as we get into Sangmo review. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's Sangmo conference recap. I'm Seth Coons alongside Caden Crowder. And uh, you know, I'm gonna give the stat rundown because I'm the one with the computer. System is not perfect here. Uh, but but we're working to make it better. Um, Auburn beats the New Berlin Pretzels last week by a score of forty-two to twenty-one. And, you know, I think Auburn. I think this was a statement win for the Auburn Trojans. You know, um, the last couple seasons for Auburn uh, haven't haven't made the playoffs, so they were looking to uh, you know kind of get back into that talk, uh, really get back to where they used to be, which is the uh, top of a solid Sangmo conference and you know I think that coach uh, Ryan Gardner over there in his second year I think he's definitely done a great job uh, with this program I think he's done a great job you know building uh, up his players from last year uh, moving them into this year because you know we, we take a look at things um, one thing that does kind of stick out to you here and this is according to Max Preps um, 116 penalty yards, uh, and that and that happens. You know, the Williamsville Bullets they've had they've had some high penalty yardage seasons. Um, definitely, you know, it's 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 not what you want to see. But in the first game of the season, you know, uh, some some first game jitters uh, that can definitely happen. And, and Auburn still wins this game, 42 to 21. So if they can clean that up, I think they're in a great uh, position. You know, Auburn they. One thing to look at, they do run a two-quarterback system, uh, Clayton DiNardo and Talon Kern. Uh, they combine for nine completions on 15 attempts, 177 yards with three touchdowns and no interceptions. So a solid QB rate between the two of them comes in at 140.8. Um, looking at the rushing, their guy was uh, Mr. Lancaster, 13 carries, 150 yards, as long as it was 54, but the two guys picking up the rushing touchdowns. Clayton DiNardo, Jackson Kern. Uh, Jackson Kern in the area, he's been a big name for track. As I, right now, I'm introducing uh, Caden Crowder to uh, this this kind of brand new high school sports world. Uh, that, that, that I went he, to the soccer games. He did, he did go to the soccer games. He did go to the soccer games. And, you know, we, we opened him to this brand new sports world. So, uh, you well, it's not going to hurt it. I know. Just <laughs> because I'm behind the camera doesn't look like involved. Welcome to it, uh, Mr. Crowder. We're excited to have you uh, come this season. Um, then, you know, you take a look at the receiving yards. Three receiving touchdowns from Nathan Barth, Jackson Kern, and Sawyer Smith. You know, Sawyer Smith, he's going to be a big name to look at for the Auburn Trojans. But uh, j just a solid win uh, across the board for this uh or for this Auburn team, I should say. Uh, and then you take a look at the uh, New Berlin side of things. All three touchdowns came on the ground, two from senior Kevin Howell and another from junior Owen DeRocher. So um, New Berlin's going to look to pick up their first win of the year against Porta uh, come, this, come this Friday. So uh, that is going to do it for our recap of the Auburn and New Berlin game. Now we take the time to move over to the Athens Warriors. Uh, the Athens Warriors, they picked up their win last week. They start the season with a 40-0 win against the Pittsfield Sockies. That's a game that they had to travel to Pittsfield for as we look to pull up the game recap here. Final score, 40-0 win for the Athens Warriors. 
Uh, Drew Cushman, he is in the backfield for Athens. Uh, one completion off of eight attempts for six yards. Uh, like like we said, or this Athens team, they've always kind of run the wing T system. Uh, they a lot of rushing and Corey Craig picking up four TDs on the evening. Twenty one carries, two hundred thirty yards. He's going to be somebody that we definitely watch in the Sango Conference this year. You know coming off the Ja'Kai and Shanklin year from last year, uh, but six total touchdowns for the Athens Warriors. All six come on the ground. And you know, for Pittsfield, on the Pittsfield side of things, you know, this Athens Warriors team, uh, they finished second in the conference last year. So definitely a solid team, a team that you, you always know is gonna be at the top of the Sango Conference. Um, so, it's, it's not the way Pittsfield wanted to start their season, certainly, but I, I don't think that this breaks your season right here if you're Pittsfield. I think this opening game, it shows you that there are still things to work on uh, for sure, but you, you've seen a solid team. You've got that solid game under your belt. You start somewhere. You do. You do. Uh, at this time, we will move over to Moroa Forsyth's game. Last week, the Moroa Forsyth Trojans took on the Pleasant Plains Cardinals to get their season started off as they got a 61-12 win. So kind of that, uh, kind of what we saw last year. Um, Moroa can definitely score points, um, and, and they, like to, they like to do so. So a 1-0 start, 61-12 win. Uh, they're also running with a two-quarterback system. Man, there's a lot happening. We, we are going to do a quick uh, wrap-up of this as we move over to Olympia. Olympia played Riverton last week. They got the 60-6 win to start off their season. So going off of point differential, that puts them in first place in the Sangmo Conference. And then we will finish out this week by talking about the Williamsville Bullets. Uh, they opened their season with a 49-8 win against the Porta Blue Jays last week. Good win for the Williamsville Bullets. You know, a lot of, got, a lot of different guys found mm -hmm. the end zone, and that's a good problem to have if you're Jake Seaman. What are your thoughts on this year's Williamsville Bowl football team? I'm excited. Just like we were, we were walking around doing footage for the opening game, or <laughs> opening game tomorrow. Or Friday. Friday. I was, I, you know, seeing practice, even if it was just JV for a little bit. I mean, I'm excited to see what they can pull off this year. And I'm excited to actually be able to go to the games this year because I won't be working. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll be working for the wire instead of for Walgreens. We, we are excited to uh, have you this season. But, you know, Jake Seaman got it done with his arm last week, mm -hmm. got it done with his legs. Uh, great guy to have in the backfield, I mean. Uh, Braylon Singer opens up the season with a kick return for a touchdown. So that's about that. That is as good as you can start your season. And j just back to my point about Jake Seaman, I watched him lead Ethan Hines beautifully. I mean, just dropped it right in the breadbasket, right where you want it to be. So definitely a big uh, momentum play for the Williamsville Bullets. And I, I look forward to seeing them this season. I'm going to count out all the guys that were in the end zone for Williamsville. He opened with Braylon Singer. Then Jackson Workman has a receiving touchdown. And then you move forward. I believe the next guy to get into the end zone was Ethan Hines. Then Braddock Cates. Uh, 
Colin Ripperto, Jake Seaman. Those are the those are six guys that I remember getting into the end zone. So it's a great problem to have when you can spread out the ball like the Williamsville Bullets can spread out the ball this season. I mean that that offense could definitely be dangerous yeah. uh, as the season goes on and. You know they they've still got those things to work on. Mm-hmm. Some uh, drop passes last week that you don't you you don't want to see uh, later in the season. Uh, you know I, I don't want to say you get that leeway because it's game one, but it's it's definitely a problem you want to resolve yeah. in the first couple weeks of the season. Then getting down the road into like week five, week six, week seven, and you're still having those uh, beginning of the season problems. So at this time, we head over to this week's conference matchup outlook. And we will start with the Athens Warriors. Um, This week they take on their rival, the Pleasant Plains Cardinals. And uh, you know, Pleasant Plains, uh, they're looking to get into the win column this season, get to a one and one record. But uh, you know, you, you just take a look at what Corey Craig did last week in Pittsfield, I think that it, it could be the uh, same case this week just because, you know, you have one week like that, you look to roll into the next week uh, the, the exact same way. So I think that this uh, Athens team is going to be fun to watch this year. Ryan Knox, he always puts together a great program. The last couple of years, this matchup has gone to the Athens Warriors. So uh, take what you will with that information. I think that if this uh, Athens Warriors team can get that passing attack uh, back under their belt that they had last year, uh, really that passing attack opens up a whole new game, especially for a wing T team that you're expecting to just pound the rock up the middle. You know, It, it forces a team to cover the pass, not just stack the box. Um, so really, I, I think this Athens Warriors team uh, could is, is definitely gonna be near the top of the conference once again, uh, a t- it, those are the hardest two opening games uh, back to back to have that I think I think those are the I think that's the hardest two games uh, that the Sango Conference has mm-hmm. uh, to open their schedule this year, just especially like with the historical context of Athens and Moreau Forsyth, both teams every every year they're in that top three of the conference so. Um, I, I think that you know we're we're gonna see we're we're gonna see Athens and Plains take the field on Friday night, and I think that Athens is gonna have a great established running attack as they have uh, every year in that game. So now we head over to the Auburn matchup this week. Um, Auburn versus Moreau Forsyth this week. It has been coined as Channel 1450's game of the week, so definitely. A great matchup in this one. Uh, taking a look at that 2021 matchup, Moroa um, and Auburn opened their seasons with each other last year. Moroa came away with a 58 to 10 win in that one. Then uh, you go to 2019-2020. Um, that matchup also went to Auburn, but 28 to 14 that time. So um, I think that Auburn heads over to the Boyd. Um, a, a tough atmosphere to play in for an opposing team. I mean, Moreau Forsyth does a great job of packing the stands. Their student section gets into it. Just a great atmosphere 
for game day. So I think we're going to see these two dual quarterback systems. I think Jacob Blunk's a great player for the Moreau Forsyth Trojans. I think that we're going to see the speed of him, you know, Caden Maurer in the backfield, especially, uh, you know, from last year. I think, I think it's going to be a good matchup. I think it's going to have some great moments in it, and I think it's going to show us what both of these teams are really made out of. This is a great early season test for both of these teams, you know, especially with uh, the Auburn Trojans coming off that 42-21 to win um, to, to get their season rolling. The first away game of the season for the Auburn Trojans, and, you know, it's, it's a great atmosphere to play in as an away team because I think it preps you for the rest of the season heading into a hostile environment. So a solid game there. As uh, we keep rolling with this one, we will now take a look at the Porta Blue Jays matchup for next week. New Berlin and Porta play on, on Friday night. Uh, just taking a look at, at this matchup historically. Uh, last season in the fall, uh, these two teams met a 35 to six win for the New Berlin pretzels in that one. And then you go back to that 2020 season. Uh, it was a 52 to 27 win for the uh, New Berlin pretzels. And then back in 2019, uh, these two teams met up a 13 to seven win for the New Berlin pretzels. So. Um, the last couple of years, this matchup has gone to the New Berlin Pretzels. Um, this year, taking a look at where the matchup is, it will be the home opener for the New Berlin Pretzels. And a home opener always holds a special meaning. Um, this week, Williamsville has their home opener. Winning's first off. Winning is definitely first off. But I think you want to give your fans something to be excited about. I think that home opener can definitely do it. They come off a tough week one loss against their rival Auburn. Um, I think I think anytime you start off the season 0-1, there's gotta be a feeling of urgency yeah. in that locker room. Um, Aaron Coon said it last year after the Union Grove game, uh, Never, you never wanna start a season 0-2, kinda, kinda starts to he said you never want to start a season 0-2, and, and I think that is because it kind of feels like an uphill battle yeah. from there. 0-2 um, start, you know, you, you don't want that to snowball uh, as the season goes on because in football, uh, most sports, you know, automatic bid into the postseason. Uh, football's not like that. They take the top 32 teams, 16 north, 16 south, put them in the bracket. Uh, so you, you got to finish above 500. Got to finish five and four to uh, even be an at-large playoff bid. That's what the IHSA identifies it as. And six and three clinches definitely want to avoid that 0-2 start because then you know to get a locked playoff bid, you're talking one loss throughout the next seven weeks of the season. So um, I think that for both of these teams, both of these teams start 0-1. Uh, I, I saw some things that I liked from Porta mm -hmm. in that game last week. They've got a solid. Uh, run attack, you know, they, they got off uh, some good runs against Williamsville. They're able to control the clock in their way. You know, most of the times when uh, you think about controlling the clock, especially from Williamsville, you think about getting on that ball really quick, getting back to the line, uh, getting the ball snapped and just moving down the field as fast as you can. Porta, they play at their pace. 
they're going to slow it down. They're going to take their time and they're going to try to march it down the field on you. So, you know, two different ways of doing things. Both uh, systems have their pros. Both systems, you know, have their cons. So I think that this is going to be a good game. I think, you know, we're going to see poor to try to control that clock. And I think we're going to see a lot of urgency out of that new Berlin team. Um, and then I think we should turn to Olympia and Pittsfield. Olympia and Pittsfield, a little bit different matchup in the same conference. It's Olympia's first year. Uh, both teams have very solid running attacks that uh, you see every year. So I, I think that this is the home <laughs> <laughs> as the dog comes on into the frame. Um, taking a look at this one. It is the home opener in the same row conference for Olympia. So that should definitely be a big matchup for them. And, uh, you know, Pittsfield starts the season 0-1. Uh, you you want to get this win uh, because, you know, the next week they're back at home, but they take on the Williamsville Bullets. And historically speaking, that matchup has gone to Williamsville uh, when they've met in the Sangamo Conference. So... I think that this is a very big game for Olympia. I think that, you know, you, you take what you had against Athens last week, uh, you learn from it, you build, head into this week. I think, that, I think that this is going to be a very, very good game. And I think that it's about time to round out this episode, so we head over to this week's matchup on the brand new turf. It is the Williamsville Bullets taking on the Riverton Hawks. Um, you know, taking a look at last week's game, uh, Riverton, not, not the home opener that they envisioned, uh, opening that brand new turf, um, opening that brand new turf, um, a tough loss for them. So I think they come into this week, definitely looking to, uh, spoil Williamsville's home opening turf game, you know. A lot happening this week, you know, talking about that brand new turf uh, for the football team. The football team is very excited to play on it. They haven't gotten a shot to play an actual game on it, Purple and Gold Knight. That was at the JFL fields. Mm -hmm. So this is the first time we'll see that Williamsville Bullet team take the turf and uh, just a lot of excitement brewing. Just uh, seeing it is exciting. Just seeing I mean, it. Is it, is I mean, me and you, me and you would visit it. Uh, me and Jake Seaman were up there every night just trying to figure out what was going on. Right. I remember the first time I saw the lights come on at that turf and I, and those lights would move and man, it, it was just, it, it was amazing. I mean, even being there for soccer, if, even if on the new turf, not football related. Yeah. I mean, that was just seeing a game there. Oh yeah. New stands, new concessions. Beautiful. And there's two of them now. There's, there's two of them. One for the away, one for home. Seriously, we have volunteers. It's, yeah. it's exciting. It's, it's exciting. It's a lot of fun. Um, Jake Siemens uh, numbers last week. Nine completions off 14 attempts for 271 yards, 30-yard average, four touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, that get, that's got to get you excited for this season with Jake Seaman in the backfield. And then... One, two, three, four guys had receiving touchdowns. Uh, two guys with 
rushing TDs. Um, Colin Ripperda converted a couple two-point conversions. Colin Ripperda on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, that dude is impressive. He just, he, he flies. Mm -hmm. I mean, him, Nolan Bates, Sam McCoy, Walt Lehman, Braden Johnson, Colin Burge, Gage Knowles. I mean, name, name an athlete. Na name anyone on that defense. You are getting a great all-around defender. So I think that this game is going to be it I, i'm very excited for what uh this game brings to the table um riverton they come in i think i think there is a little chip on their shoulder you know you you take a look at williamsville the last couple of years you know it's been since 2009 or the last time the williamsville bullets missed the playoffs was 2008 you know that was also the last time uh, that the Riverton Hawks beat the Williamsville Bullets, you know. Um, Riverton's on a new coach this year. This is Aaron Coons' 20th season as the Williamsville Bullets head coach, two head coaches in the history of Williamsville. So, you know, a lot of consistency in Williamsville. And, you know, I think, I think there's definitely that chip on Riverton's shoulder come this week just looking at the matchup from a historical uh, perspective. But... Definitely come out on Friday night, get there bef well before 7 yeah. p.m. Because, It'll man, be that place is going to open up. The gates open at 6 o'clock. I'd get there before 6 o'clock. You're going to want to see the way that we open the gates at Paul Jenkins Field for another season of Bullets football. Um, ju just a quick note about Paul Jenkins, uh, you know. If he were here to see this, I think he'd be one of the happiest guys yeah. on the face of this planet. You know, every every time that uh, ever since the field was dedicated to him, he'd he'd look up at that scoreboard and go, "Vic, Vic, that's my name up there." He was just so proud, so proud of the boys, so proud of the program, so proud of how far it has come. So definitely come out, support not just this year's team but the 50 seasons before and all that has built to this moment. But right now, we will thank our final sponsor of the day. And it's kind of fitting that they come as our last sponsor of the day because you're going to watch the pregame show right. on, uh, on Friday, when we'll our pregame show. And you're going to switch over to the, if you're not able to make it, make it to the game if you can make it to the game. Absolutely. I mean, it is going to be... I want to get that place, but I want to see it packed. Okay, even, I mean, no matter who comes, it's going to be packed one way or another. Yeah. It, I mean, I'm just excited now that we have new seating with more capacity. I mean, that, it's going to be full. I mean, it, it's exciting. But if for some reason you're unable to make it to this game, tune into the NFHS Network. Me and Nathan Simcoe will have the call of the game. And then post-game, you still want a little bit more bullet football. You still want a little bit more of a jump around the conference, see what's happening. We're going to be hosting a post-game show. Uh, we've, we've got this lined up. Uh, we're very excited uh, for our sponsor, Fire and Ale. Uh, you know, whether you're hungry for a burger, mac and cheese, horseshoe, you know, pizza, fi Fire and Ale, they've got you covered. So head on over to 135 Illini Boulevard. Great team over there. Proud supporters of Williamsville Bullet Athletics and the Williamsville Wire. That's going to do it for me. Mr. Crowder, thanks for joining us. We're excited it's to honor. have you on I'm excited. for this year. Thank you guys for tuning in. 
Head out to that game on Friday night. Head out to the rest of the games this week. Support your bullets. Support us. Have a great one.